This is episode 14, Health is a Habit. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. It is your fearless leader, Ilan, here, and I'm here with Eric today. We're recording a new podcast for you. How's it, Eric? How are you going? Hey, Ilan, I'm great, man. How about you? I'm really pumped for this. I love this topic. Um, today, we are talking about the idea, and I think it's a groundbreaking idea, actually, that health is a habit. Mm. And, you know, for me, I think this is, this is a major paradigm shift. I think a lot of people who are in the sleeky community, um, you know, they, might, they really understand this idea. But if I think about the average person out there who is looking to create a healthy lifestyle for themselves, I don't think that they are thinking they need to create healthy habits. Mm. I think they're thinking things like, I need to find the best diet out there. Yeah. I need to ask on Facebook what's working for friends. I, yeah. need to, I need to buy some supplements and you know some products and all those kind of things that people, the slimming teas and all those kind of things. It's almost like there's something missing from their life. Exactly. I need to find the secret that mm. all those other people are losing weight have found. And, you know, they approach it from this total paradigm. It's like a diet culture. Yeah. You know, and, and their whole thinking is about looking for this perfect plan that they have to do. Yes. So I think it's quite a, I think it's quite a groundbreaking idea. Absolutely. You know, I mean, for me, okay, just before we get st- continue here. If this was a drinking game, we would drink every time one of us said absolutely. Because we, we say, say absolutely, absolutely every absolutely, single podcast. Absolutely. We, we so we're going to try our best not to say absolutely. We do absolutely. We should actually, we should have some absolute <laughs> vodka here. <laughs> okay. So, you know, for me, the, the reason why I love health, uh, the concept of health being a habit. Absolutely. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I promise I won't say it again. If I say it again, I'll give you a thousand rand. <laughs> Dior. <laughs> Okay, so the reason that health is a habit, uh, when I was growing up, I used to think that the reason I wasn't fit or healthy or lean was because I hadn't yet found the right diet, the right plan. There was some kind of secret that was eluding me. But now that I am one of these fit and healthy people that I used to look up to and admire, I realized there isn't actually a secret. Like the secret is actually pretty boring. We just have a set of healthy habits that we do day in and day out, repeatedly and consistently. Like it, it's not, and we all have different healthy habits. You know, me as a fit and healthy person might have different habits to what Ilan has. Sure. He might have different habits to what someone else might have. And there, there isn't one specific thing that you've got to find that will work for you and work for everyone else. Yeah. It's just what are the healthy habits that will work in your life? Yeah, there are many different paths to a healthy lifestyle. Mm. You know, for example, you could have one person on this side of the spectrum who is a vegan, you know, they're into yoga, they're into meditation, you know, and you've got someone on the other side of the spectrum who basically is someone who lifts a lot of weights. Um, They focus very much on their muscle mass. um, And they equally, you know, they could argue that they're both living a really healthy lifestyle they're at a healthy body weight. Mm. And so I think it is a wide spectrum and every person has to find out, you know, what 
angles of health that they want to pursue. But I agree with you. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. <laughs> but it comes down to comes down to habits. Um, and and I absolutely that one grab for me i'm enjoying this podcast um so you know something that's interesting is often our habits we, we don't necessarily even know we're doing them uh there, there's sometimes you might grow up and you just get taught these habits as what you just do like okay as a family we've always gone for a walk on a sunday yeah like that's just the habit sure. and that may not be part of the, the fit and healthy person's uh, game plan to or blueprint to be the way they are sure. but it's a habit that contributes towards their healthy lifestyle uh, maybe you have to have the habit of well we've always had vegetables with our dinner like yeah. it just it's inconceivable to not have vegetables with dinner I mean sure. for me personally if, if I see a plate of food and there's no vegetables I know crap, I'm going to be hungry after this. Like, yeah. I rely on vegetables to help fill me up because I know if I don't have vegetables with dinner, I'm going to then want to start snacking on things after dinner. I'm going to want dessert. I'm going to want something extra before I go to bed. Yeah, I mean, for me, another, another way to explain this would be if you went up to, let's say, someone you admire at the, at the gym or even like a men's health cover model mm. or one of those people, you know, we've all known those people our whole lives. They've always been a healthy person. Yeah they probably wouldn't be able to put a label to their diet. Exactly. If you went up to them and said, hey, what diet are you on? They wouldn't be able to give it a name mm. necessarily. Yeah. Like, sure, some people might be trying out different things that are popular. They might be trying out keto. They might be trying out intermittent fasting, whatever it is. Yeah. But for the most part, if you came up to me, I would just say something like, I make sure that I have a protein at every meal. Yes. You know, or I make sure that I eat a range of brightly colored vegetables each day. Mm. You know, so... I think that that's another great way to to help uh, try and explain that concept of it's not the secret. It's mm. really just a collection of things that make up a person's identity. You know, what does a fit and healthy person do yes. each day? And if you had to do like a mind map mm. to describe that, like, you know, you'd basically just, you'd come up with some ideas. They probably move, they move each day. Yeah, they move whether they exercise, yeah. whether they're walking, whatever it is, they move regularly. Mm. They probably eat a lot of um, minimally processed foods in general, makes up most of their diet. Yeah. Um, they probably don't binge. I, like, I, I really wish you could like almost get like, a camera crew and follow like certain fit and healthy people around and like document what they do 24-7. Like if you had to deconstruct the things that they do frequently and regularly and consistently you probably find a lot of things they do, they don't even do intentionally or consciously. They just yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, the challenge is you might ask someone, hey, what diet are you following? And they're like, oh, I'm eating paleo-ish. Yeah. I'm eating vegan. And while that may contribute to their level of health and fitness, it, it, may, not be, it may not give you the full picture because it may be, okay, they actually put a lot of effort into going to sleep early every night. Like for me personally, I prioritize my sleep hugely over almost anything else. Because sure. I know if I do not get enough good sleep, the next day I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to have enough energy to work out. I'm going to be craving junk food. So I'm going to eat junk food. It's going to make me feel bad. I'm going to feel worse about myself. Uh, I'm going to feel even more lethargic. I'm not going to want to go to gym. So it's like this vicious cycle where like, if I don't get enough sleep, it just makes everything worse. 
But if someone asked me about my eating habits, I'd be like, yeah, I, I, I make an effort to eat protein with every meal and I make an effort to uh, have vegetables every meal. But that's not the secret, you know, that's not the plan that you have to follow. It's just yeah. one or two habits out of the many habits that I have. And I think also, you know, back to your idea of following someone healthy around with a, with a, with a video camera mm. and you watched exactly what they did in a day. Yeah. I think what would be quite an interesting observation, my prediction would be that the things that they do are probably fairly simple. Mm. And I think that the idea of health and diets, you know, it's become so convoluted Yes. And it's so complex yeah. that I actually feel for, I feel for people out there who want a little bit healthier lifestyle because there are so many conflicting opinions on how to achieve that. Yeah. That it leaves people kind of really stuck. Yes. But not only stuck, it just almost makes them feel like it is so complex mm. when, when it is much simpler then you know not I don't draw I don't want to trivialize it mm. because I think the hard part is to build the habits and to be consistent. Yeah. But ultimately I think it's it's more to say that those healthy people are not doing fancy things that mm. we don't know about. Yeah. They're not doing intricate processes and routines that we haven't discovered yet. Yeah. And I think that's the bottom line. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that the key when when you come down to the concept of health as a habit is that if you want to live a healthy lifestyle, if you want to be healthy, you need to start looking at this journey as exactly that, as a, not just a couple of weeks. It's not just a, an eight-week challenge. It's not just a, a little diet you're going on. Um, it needs to be a, a year-long, a, a decade-long, a lifelong kind of journey that you're going on. And you need to identify what are the behaviors or habits that you can do habitually day in and day out, week in, week out, every month, every year for the next 10 years. Sure. And you may go through periods where you're doing more habits than others, but the reason health is a habit is because you've got to find a way to do it consistently and regularly. Because you are what you repeatedly do. Exactly. That, that is the, the crux of it. So, so basically your life is the sum total of all your actions. Yes. You know, whether it be, you know, financial fitness, whether it be your health, mm. whether it be your relationships, ultimately where you are right now as you're sitting and listening to this podcast is an accumulation mm. or a sum yes. of all of the actions that you've taken. You know, for example, I used to be a chain smoker mm. for 16 and a half years. I smoked a box and a half a day. Now, <clears throat> the reality is I haven't smoked for nine years now, I think. Mm. So my lungs have improved quite a lot. I went to the cardiologist the other day. He was quite happy with everything. Fantastic. But the point is, is that I still am a product of mm. those 16 and a half years yes. of smoking 30 cigarettes a day. Absolutely. That still has left an... Lee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we back square. Okay. We back square. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been saying sure. <laughs> we have to start putting a penalty on the word sure. Oh, yeah. But, but, but the point being that <clears throat> ultimately... I'm still trying to undo the accumulation of those years. And that's not to dishearten people. That doesn't mean if you've been living an unhealthy lifestyle for the mm. last 10 years, that there's no point mm. to start living um, healthier tomorrow. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. Mm, I heard that. Oh, I heard, <laughs> um, but, but, but essentially, it, you are the sum of all of those parts. And what I also think is a really important thing to note here yeah. is you and I know that we always talk about the fact that people don't feel perfect. Yes. So I think there is a bit of a trap here. When you, when you say you are what you repeatedly do, what people yes. hear is, 
I have to do that all the time and never not break that chain. Yes. And then if I break that chain, oh, you know, I can't. But ultimately, I think that there's wiggle room in a sense that for me, when I say you are what you repeatedly do, or you're the sum of all the actions, I would say it's what you mostly do. Yeah, you don't have to be perfect. You, you, you really don't. Um, you are what you repeatedly, what you mostly repeatedly do. For sure. I would, I would revise the... For sure. You know, I think you've you got to kind of have like a, um, you know, you and I were speaking about this before the podcast. And I said that if you just look at something like, the, like when you go to work, no one can be 100% productive, it's just, it's just impossible. Sure. Like we like, to, we like to think we can and we like to think we should, but all you need to do is you need to make sure that you're being more productive than not throughout the day, throughout the week. The same with, with eating healthily. You've got to make sure that you're eating healthily more often than not. You've got to make sure you're being active every day more often than not. So everyone has bad days, but what you'll find that the most successful people get back on track very quickly. And that's actually going to be the topic of our next podcast. Yep. Uh, you know, one of the sleepy beliefs that the successful people bounce back quickly. So as soon as they have a bad meal or a late night or a missed workout for whatever reason, they get back on track extremely quickly. They don't let it snowball into, oh, they had a bad meal on Friday, so now they're going to go off plan on Saturday and Sunday, and they'll restart on Monday. That's like saying, oh, I forgot to brush my teeth on Friday night, and now I'm going to wait until Monday before I start brushing them again. Yeah, well, I'm never going to brush my teeth again. That's exactly. Right. If that's you, then health is not a habit for you. You know, yeah. brushing your teeth is not a habit for you. You need to find a way that if you miss it, you get back on track as soon as possible. Like if you miss it, it feels more strange to not do that behavioral yes. habit yes. than it feels to do it. And, and I think like there's a big, there's a big idea here around momentum. Yes. Um, and also I, I'll get to momentum now, but I liked your analogy about you can't be totally productive every day at work. Mm. And I think that talks to, you know, what we were discussing uh, before we started recording the podcast around the idea that habits can be scalable. Yeah. You know, you, for example, I might have planned to go to the gym this evening, mm. but for some reason I don't go, but I at least got maybe a walk in on the promenade. Still moving I, forwards. I yeah. did something. Yeah. And if I didn't get there today, it's not the end of the world because mm. it's a habit for me. I'm going to go tomorrow. What you want to do is you don't want to break too much momentum. Mm. You know, now before this podcast, we'll let you in on a secret. Eric stuck a jar of, ru of rusks on the kitchen <laughs> counter here. I don't know why. I thought it was. I wondered if it was. If like you've a, heard any of the previous podcast, you'll know it's a thing. We both love rusks, and and so we had a rusk with coffee before this uh, podcast. You know, which would sound like heresy. It's a health podcast. You're having rusks with coffee, but the whole point is that we don't eat rusks every day. Yeah. The whole point is that that is not a habit. You know, it it you don't have to be perfect. Exactly. If we ate rusks every single day, yeah. there's a good chance that we wouldn't be you know, in the kind of shape that we're in now. For sure. So my healthy habit is that when I go to the shops, I go and buy fruit and I put fruit in the fruit bowl. Yes. And as a joke today, I was out of fruit. So I took the fruit bowl off the, the empty fruit bowl off the <laughs> counter, went to the shops and bought some rusks and put them there in its place to see what Alan's reaction would be. I was looking for hidden cameras. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the thing is that the buying fruit is my healthy habit. It's what I do consistently and regularly every day or every week or every month, you'll always see fruit in that fruit bowl. Yes. You'll almost never, like 99.999% of the time, you won't see a jar of rusks there because this is like the first time I've had a jar of rusks in five years on my counter. It's just not the norm. It's not my habit because if it was a habit, then it, it's not a healthy habit for me. You know, sure. It's not moving me forwards. 
Sure. I think that's another great way. You know, people are looking to help, um, you know, change their lifestyle. We've, we, we've talked about, we've said health is a habit, mm. which obviously, because this is a health revolution, it implies we're talking about health is good habits. Good habits, yeah. But most people's problem is they have a handful of bad habits. Mm. So sometimes one of the most powerful things that you can do rather than going and looking for some fancy diet, mm. is to break one or two bad habits that are really kind of holding you back. We call these limiting factors in our coaching program. Exactly. So when I, when I start working with a one-on-one coaching client, the first thing that I do when I start interviewing them or asking them or getting curious about their life is to find out what are the little habitual bad habits that they have that could really be holding them back. You know, mm. typical examples of that are things like late night snacking. Mm. Uh, or another example could be, you know, going and having regular binges. Yes. Another example could be like literally, you know, going crazy all weekend and trying to just be healthy Monday to Friday. Mm. So I found that, you know, you get like great bang for your buck breaking those bad habits and the momentum of those. Very true. Very true. Uh, you know, I, I, I've recently had a client who started with me this year and we've now been working together for, you know, two or three months almost. And I've yet to work with her directly on a nutrition, even though this is the nutrition coaching program. Yeah. Because I looked and I saw, okay, one of the biggest things that are holding her back is when she gets stressed, she goes down to shops and she buys pastries. Yes. Uh, you know, that, that is a thing, bread and pastries. And she has a very high stress lifestyle a very busy job. So for the past two so to three months, of yeah, for the past two to three months, we've been working on her stress. I've been helping her go to bed earlier. So she wakes up feeling more energized. Doing that lets her get up earlier and do a workout first thing in the morning, which is what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And doing that workout helps her feel good and feel energized and feel in control and helps her manage her stress. And I've given her a deliberate practices to do to help her manage her stress when her stress arises, as well as proactive things to do to prevent her stress from getting too high in the first place. Which all results in less pastries. And all of that has results in less pastries. So just fixing those bad habits or creating good habits in other areas that can create this domino effect sure. can be so much easier than forbidding her to go to the shops and buy pastries. Yeah. It's just not going to work. It's not going to end well. Sure. So I really think when it comes to health being a habit, you need to look at your lifestyle and see what are all the contributing factors to the things you want to do or the things you don't want to do. And how can you identify what, like maybe there's 20 different behaviors you can choose from yes. to, to start doing or stop doing. But what are the two or three behaviors you can work on that will give you the most benefits and also be the easiest to do? Like you yeah. don't necessarily want to choose the hardest habits to work on. You don't necessarily want to suddenly stop drinking overnight or stop uh, eating sugar overnight or suddenly start working out six, six days a week at the gym. You just want to get started and do something that you could do consistently and repeatedly because you are what you repeatedly do. I definitely think, you know, I mean, from everything that we've learned about habits, we always learn from most of the habit practitioners out there. They always advise that you start with something that is a easy mm. and be small and see something that you want to actually do and something you actually want to do so we definitely advise that you know you might be sitting here thinking okay uh, okay guys health is a habit but like how do i even start with this mm. ultimately if you want to get exercising all you got to do is you got to start really small 
Yes. You know, don't worry about having the perfect plan at the gym. Worry about just getting to the gym and doing something. And you can build from there. Or, For sure. Or even like, you know, even before getting to the gym. Yeah. Just worry about maybe doing five to ten minutes of exercise at home. Yeah. I mean, we always recommend people to start with, with around about the five minute kind of thing. And I actually want to give you guys a couple of five minute healthy habit ideas. Uh, you know, that they're short enough to kind of fit into your busy schedule yet they're long enough to provide some actual real benefits so that you can then start seeing progress and you can then start scaling up into bigger habits over time. Yeah. Um, you know, at Sleek we tend to break healthy habits down into four different pillars. Uh, Nutrition-based uh, habits that help you eat better, movement-based habits that help you move better, uh, mindset kind of habits that help you think better, and then sleep habits that help you sleep better. So a couple of examples of what uh, nutrition-based habits might be is you could set aside five minutes a day to plan healthy meals for the next day. That's a habit. Like you literally set inside some time just to get clarity and create some kind of plan for the next day. Even if you don't stick to that plan 100% of the time, you're at least uh, focusing your attention and you're creating some kind of, you're getting prepared for the next day. You could spend five minutes cooking extra uh, with dinner. So so you could literally just create a little bit more food that you can portion out for lunch the next day. Suddenly you've taken control of your nutrition and you made sure you have a healthy meal ready for tomorrow. I love that. Like for me, one of the habits is, you know, I've come here to work at your place today. Mm. And one of my habits is I'll never arrive here without a lunchbox of food. For sure. Otherwise you might end up eating a whole jar of rusks. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if I didn't have my chicken breast and my raisins and my strawberries, you know, that's probably what would happen. Mm. And I think a lot of office workers, like a habit that they don't have is they don't take lunch to work. Yeah. So this can really help them with that, preparing a little bit extra the night before, mm. whatever it is. And then what do you do? You end up at the canteen, oh, you end yeah. up at the petrol station, or you end up at the vending machine. Yeah. And then another one that they could do around eating is to take an extra five minutes to add some protein to your meal. For sure. I mean, for some people, I think adding protein to your meal can be a bit of a schlep. They're like, oh, like I want to eat cereal for breakfast, nice and quick and easy. Mm. Uh, you know, I'll, I need something quick and easy for lunch. But just five minutes of time to think and plan and figure out how can you add protein to your meal can help you feel fuller, help you feel more satiated, and help you also build muscle and retain muscle while you're losing fat. And I find a lot with my women, with my female clients, mm. um, generally ladies tend to pro even prioritize protein less Absolutely. in their diet. Mm. And it's, I didn't say that. It's really important for some of those reasons that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, it's not about just building muscle. I mean, mm. it has lots of um, benefits to weight loss, weight management, etc. For sure. And it's really important. So like what I like to do, my habit is... If there isn't any protein, it's not a meal. Mm. So I start with the protein and I build my meal around it. Exactly. Rather than... And that's a habit. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, what's the protein? Mm. And then, okay, what are the vegetables? Yeah. Then, you know, and, and I'll go from there. And that's how I construct a meal. I do the same and I like it because it, it keeps me on track. You know, it, it's quite difficult. I mean, it is possible to build a unhealthy meal around that has protein in it. But, you know... If I'm thinking, okay, I need protein in there, I'm, I'm not going to end up eating a bowl of cereal. I'm not going to end up eating toast with, with jam and honey on it. You know, I've got certain constraints. You know, what can I eat for breakfast that has protein? Yeah. It's very likely going to include some eggs or it's going to include like a protein shake or maybe some oats with protein powder added into it or things like that. You know, or even just leftovers like mince, mince for breakfast, something like that. I mean, you can kind of 
it, it lets you break out of the stereotype to what you should, what you think you should eat for breakfast. I like that analogy because when you do start with protein, then you know it might start with a boiled egg as the thing to build around. Or, and guys, just to remind you, I don't know why, but most people think that pre- peanut butter is like a major source of protein. <laughs> but ultimately, that's there is this this protein in peanut butter, but it's ultimately it's way more fat than protein. Yeah. And healthy fats are good for you, but it's very high in calories. Yeah. So per, per calorie toast and peanut butter protein, wouldn't yeah. be a a great option for breakfast. So okay, anyways, so those are the those are five things around eating. Yeah, so, so a few five, more five-minute healthy habit ideas around movement is you could just do a quick five-minute bodyweight workout while you're waiting for the kettle to boil. Now, this is not going to change your life. It's not going to turn you into an athlete, but it's going to get you moving regularly and consistently every day, especially if you drink as much coffee as I do <laughs> and you put in the kettle on every five minutes. You know, it'll get you in shape pretty quickly. Well, you say it's not going to change your life, but you know that book uh, by Dr. Ranjan Chatterjee? Yeah. Like he makes that great point where when he's arguing for small five-minute actions, for example, he's basically saying, think about it this way. Mm. You might think it's silly to do five minutes of exercise while mm. waiting for the kill to boil. Yeah. But his analogy was, what if you did something really unhealthy for five minutes? Like, true. would that have an impact on your life? What if you told you to smoke for five yeah. minutes? Exactly. Like, if you did an unhealthy action for five minutes, you believe that that would have an impact on your life, right? That's true. So why wouldn't doing something healthy for five minutes have an impact on your life? And also remember, that the concept of the five-minute healthy habit is that they are just, the habits are scalable. Like what may start out as a small, tiny habit can be scaled up into something much, much bigger. Sure. You know, you may do like start doing a five minute bodyweight workout and be like, oh, this feels good. I'm actually going to drink my coffee and then go for a run or something like that. Like you just never know what it's going to do. Or it'll, it'll simply give you the confidence to start doing a full workout because you've been practicing your squat, you've been practicing your push ups. Suddenly you're feeling a bit more confident in those exercises. Now you want to take the next step. Okay, come Saturday morning, you're going to go and try and do a full body body weight workout instead. So the habit can be like that seed that you plant. Yes. And then you can grow and you can nurture it. I like that. And some seeds that you plant, you will want to grow and nurture. Yeah. And some won't work for you and you won't. For sure. I mean, that's how someone who has never run before, you know, maybe at that point when they start running, Mm. achieving their first kilometer of running continuously might be a very exciting moment for them in their life. Yeah. But a lot of those people are the people who go on to run half marathons or marathons, but there was never that intention. It started off with just putting the shoes on Mm. and getting out the front door and trying to do that first kilometer. And in some cases, habits don't even need to be more than five minutes. You know, if you look at what a healthy and fit person does day in and day out, sure, they may do some intense hour-long workouts now and then. They may meal prep for a couple of hours on a Sunday, perhaps. But they also do all these small little things that are sprinkled in throughout the day. For example, another five-minute healthy habit idea for movement is to go for a five-minute walk during your lunch break. Again, five minutes is not going to burn a lot of calories, but it gets you outdoors. It helps you de-stress. It gets the blood moving, makes you feel better. And it just gets you mobile. Like suddenly you are now the kind of person who goes for a five minute walk during lunch break. Like if you see yourself as a person who goes for a walk during lunch break, you're seeing yourself as a healthier and fitter person than someone who doesn't. And that may be enough. Just that mindset shift, that identity shift may be enough to get you to do other healthy habits as well. And to elaborate on that one, you just made me think of an idea because what I've definitely shifted as a habit in, in my life since I've adopted a healthy lifestyle is... Let's say a friend wants to do a catch-up. Mm. Um, Oldie Lun, back in the day, it would have always revolved around sitting down in a restaurant, involving food, having mm. a meal, mm. you know, drinks, whatever it might be. 
So you all these bad habits you talked about that may count against you when you're trying to become a fit and healthy person. Yes, and New Milan, if you said, hey, let's do a catch-up, the first thing I'm going to think is, let's go for a walk on the promenade. Let's go grab Maybe a coffee and Maybe we can grab a coffee yeah. and go for a walk. And, you know, when I think about it, when I was in my corporate life, mm. we used to, at lunchtime, we always used to go and we'd walk to, you know, I worked in Rosebank at Johannesburg and there were like hundreds of restaurants there by the mm. office. We'd always go and we'd sit at a restaurant and we'd eat like high calorie foods and that was lunch break. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if I was there again now, if I could transport myself back in time, I'd be like, hey, why don't we go for a walk for 40 minutes yeah. uh, around the neighborhood, have a cup of coffee, whatever it is. So for there's sure. another idea of how you can just shift your habits. It's plants a seed, yeah, for sure. And I mean, the next one there is just dance for five minutes to your favorite songs. Again, not gonna, not gonna transform your body. But it's going to get you moving. It's going to get you know, a lot of uh, being lean and in shape has to do with non-exercise uh, activity. So the kind of the calories you burn, the energy you burn through movement that isn't directly related to deliberate exercise, uh, that's going to help you. And it makes you feel good. Like sure. honestly, dancing, stress dancing feels good. It's a great stress reliever. Uh, if you dance for five minutes every single day, it's your favorite song. It's going to make your life better. I promise you. And you'll sit less. For sure. Another great habit. Um, so, you know, let's get to like think, I mean, we'll just, are we going to roll through these? Yeah. I mean, there's uh, a couple left. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, thinking mindset, you know, we could just read for five minutes from a motivational book. I mean, I don't think we need to really unpack that one. Yeah. I love it's it. Pretty... It's just, it's like taking a shot of motivation. You, you keep it with you for the rest of the day. Uh, it's just a great way to get your mind, your, your, your head, your headset, right? So a way that I like to achieve that is I always like to have some books lying around me, mm. you know, so that I can actually just pick them up, like make it, make it easy to do. Mm. That's, that's another thing. When you're trying to build habits, try and make them easy, nice. not hard. Yeah. The easier you can make something to do, the more likely you are to do it. Absolutely. Oh, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna to, <laughs> now we're even. We're going to have to now get a tally from sure. the listeners to tell us how many absolutely sure. no, is Now it doesn't count. I think now we're even. Uh, <laughs> I think it's two all there. And you Next had, one, you had take, one half one. Take five minutes to visualize and recommit to your goal each morning. I think this is really powerful. You know, when I started my journey i can remember i used to wake up every single day literally the first thing i thought about in the day and the last thing i thought about at night was my goal like it was the top wow. of mind i would wake up and literally as soon as my eyes were awake i'm like busy running to okay what am i gonna do for a workout today what i'm gonna eat today what i'm gonna like why am i doing this like i just had all like it was just always top of mind and it's not just visualizing but it's recommitting to your goal each morning. It's like each day you're choosing. Um, each, each day you're choosing to keep, to stay committed to your goal. You're choosing to take these actions. You're choosing to build these healthy habits so that you can achieve your goal. That has been one of the, that has been one of the core things that has kept me on track over these years is a really strong connection to my why. Mm. A really strong connection to this idea that I want to have the identity of a healthy person. Yes. And a really strong connection to how I envisage my future. Yeah. Now, you know, I've got 15 years on you. Like, ultimately, I'm going on 45 now. I want to age well. Mm. I want to be able to have the energy and the health to optimally be able to still pursue my dreams. So it makes sense, but you may not always remember it, right? You've got to remind yourself about every day. Sure. Sometimes I go off track. Mm. Like this holiday, I went off track. Mm. But it's, it's easy for me to get back on track mm. because all I've got to do is I've just got to tap back into mm. the identity that I want yeah. and what I want for my life. And, and, and that is like so powerful for me. And the, obviously, the, 
the um, the flip side of that is what do I really not want from my life? Mm. You know, Tony Robbins always says that you know you're either running you're running towards um, success or you you know you're running away from danger. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, or pain, pain mm. and pleasure is actually yes. what he says. You know, you're running towards pleasure, you're running away from pain. I use both. Mm. I have this picture of, of, of who I want to be right now. I have this picture of where I want to be in the future. But I also have this picture of who I absolutely don't want to be. Mm. And when I'm not living my truth, when I'm not living my values, because mm. health is one of my core values, when I'm not taking the actions that are syn- synchronous with that, yeah, then that's when I feel bad about myself. So I don't feel bad about myself if I put on a kilogram or two. Yeah. I feel bad about myself if I'm starting to behave in a way mm. that is out of sync with the type of person that I want to be. You're starting to see yourself as a different kind of person. You're yeah. a different trajectory. Yeah. So, and that goes back to, the, you know, a, health, a healthy person, a healthy fit person that we talked about in the beginning mm. is really just a set of habits. And I, I think this is a great example where, you know, like we said in the beginning, People often think that fit and healthy people follow a specific plan or diet that makes them successful. But these are the kind of habits that you don't actually see in those plans. You, know, you don't see that person taking five minutes in the morning to visualize and recommit to their goal each morning. Um, and it, it also shows that while habits do become more automatic over time, they're never fully automatic. I mean, sometimes you might do it without thinking, but think about brushing your teeth. I'm, I'm pretty sure there have been some mornings or some nights where you're like, Oh, I really don't feel like getting up and going and brushing my teeth before I get back into bed. Good but man. you do it. And it, it just, you, you got to choose. So I really want to encourage you guys, if, if there's a habit you build, I want you to build the habit of taking five minutes every morning to visualize what you'd want or what you don't want and then choose to recommit to the habits that will get you to that goal each morning. Yep, let's go to the next one. Meditate for five minutes after work to de-stress and disconnect from the work day. There you go. I mean, you can meditate in the morning, maybe to energize you. You can meditate after work as suggested here. But it's basically just taking five minutes to be at, at peace mm. and, and switch off from the rest of the world and, you know, take that time mm. to de-stress. Yeah, I mean, remember, these are all just uh, examples. Sure. We're not, we're not saying these are the sleek geek habits that you've got to follow. Um, Everyone's habits look slightly different for them, but you just take the concept here. The concept here is that you've finished work. You want to find a way to disconnect from the work day in order to feel less stressed. Whatever that might look like for you, is there something you can do? Even if it's just for five minutes, it might be petting your dog. It might be talking to your partner. It might be going for a walk. It might be just lying down with your eyes closed for a few minutes, uh, or it might be meditating. And I think the great point here is that it can be overwhelming. Like, you know, if we're giving all these examples, mm. I think one of the mistakes, because people love all or nothing strategies. Mm. People love like, I'm going all in, like basically I'm going to do everything now. So uh, the biggest mistake that you can make is decide, you know what, from Monday, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes. I'm going to do that for five minutes. I'm going to do this for 10 minutes. Like you try to change 50, 50 things at the same time. Yeah. Like one of the things that we advocate for is to try and build a work on one habit at a time, mm. ideally. You can sometimes work on two or three, depending maybe they're in different areas of your life if they're not too big. Mm. And what you want to do is once you start to master that, then you can start to move on to new things. Or you can stack habits on top of those ones. Yeah, so don't don't try, don't try and do too much. You know, there's that saying, Ramit Sethi, another um, guy that we, we love listening to, um, he always says, you know, go. sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. Yes. And to me, that is one of the, the, the great concepts that sits behind habits you know sometimes 
<clears throat> building healthy habits is not going to necessarily give you the overnight quick fix success. Mm. But in the long run, you know, Eric said, you know, what's, you know, we, the sum of, you know, everything that we've done over the last week, month, year, mm. if we come knock on your door in a year's time, if we come knock on your door in five years time mm. or in a decade's time, and we say to you, you know, where are you with all of this? Mm. Ultimately, if you've built the healthy habits, you're more likely to be in the place that you want to be. For sure. You know, for sure. I mean, I'd rather do less on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis, but do more on a month-to-month, year-to-year, decade-to-decade basis. You know, I, I rather want to show you more evidence <coughs> in 10 years' time of what I've done than be able to show you so much evidence in the next week. And, and the thing is, is it, it, it's sneaky because... There's this, another great analogy from James Clear's book about a plane taking off mm. and its bearing. And, yes. and the thing about habits are they're sneaky because, you know, you don't, you don't get fat or overweight from eating one bad meal. Mm. You know, in the same way that you don't get ripped, you know, from, from doing three workouts at the gym. Yeah. You know, you don't write a book from writing a page. Yeah. Basically, once again, it's about consistently practicing those habits. Mm. And... You know, so what you don't realize in your day-to-day life, for example, you know, I know I've been really bad with my mobility and I'll get to that. But the analogy around the bearing with the airplane is his idea was that if an airplane takes off, Mm. let's say an airplane is taking off from Cape Town and, you know, it wants to head towards Johannesburg. Why would you go to Johannesburg? I want to go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But I come from Joburg, so I can say that. But like you head into Joburg and, you know, even if the pilot changes the the bearing like five degrees even one degree yeah on takeoff he could end up in durban and you know when he's taking off you know you would never notice any difference in the nose of the plane yeah. but what he's done is through one tiny action like he's not changed the the total like bearing of you know where his life's going to end up and, and the greater the distance of the journey or the greater the the, the timeline the further the, off track the, the, the further off track that one degree you know one degree change over a week, it's not going to do, over, over a very short flight, it's not going to do much. But a one degree change over, you know, like a, a 10 hour flight is going to make a huge difference. And the same can be said for, you know, changing one small habit in a course of a week for you might not make a huge difference. But that habit done consistently over 10 years might have a huge impact on you. Sure. And I think it's also about identifying and prioritizing. So, you know, my confession here. And I even said in the last podcast, I think when we discussed um, this topic, is that with me now being forty-five, I've always I've never had great mobility. Mm. I've never been very flexible. Um, I don't move well. Yeah. So, as people age, you know, when it comes to joints and and these kind of things, you know, it's more appropriate that I start to do activities like yoga. Mm. It's more appropriate that I start to do um, more mobility, and and develop those habits. So that I'll age better. Yeah. But right now, you know, I'm obviously focusing much more on getting in the gym, lifting weights. But I really have to like sit and think about this. Mm. It's not to say that I shouldn't be lifting weights. It's just to say that I need to build in some habits yeah, around right. mobility um, that are going to help me with that aging process to make sure that I can lift weights for longer. Yeah. You know, so that when I'm older, I can do that. So I think it's also about sitting down and determining where are your weaknesses. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned your client... And she, her stress was, you know, you solved a lot of her stress by getting her to sleep better. Yeah. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now and, you know, your sleep is terrible, then, you know, that might be an area that you want to focus on. The sleep gave her the 
capacity to better handle and be more resilient to the stress that came up. You know, when you're sleep deprived and you go through a stressful situation, it seems like it's the end of the world, no matter how small it is. Mm. It's like your partner leaves the, the cap of the toothpaste in this freaking World War Three. But if you sleep deprived, if you're well rested, if you if you're feeling good, then oh, no big deal. It happens, you know. Like you can you can handle it. It's it's not the end of the world. Well, that happened to me today. Like I very <clears throat> atypically, I worked late last night. Mm. I mean, I probably work after hours a handful of times a year, versus in my corporate life when my habit was to that work was late every night. Yeah. So last night was very anomalous because I just had to finish this presentation that I wanted to work on with you later today. And this morning I was grumpy. You know, I slept less last night than I usually do. Yeah. Um, I went to bed later. I woke up early. And this morning I was noticeably grumpy. And yeah, there it is. And it's good to know that. I mean, like, in fact, I also had a bit of a late night last night. And I've been, I always struggle with my sleep. And this morning I normally go do swimming before work on a Friday morning. And last night already I looked at the clock. And I'm like, you know, I've, I've been busy. You know, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not getting to bed late because I've been naughty and watching TV or something. I've been doing stuff I had to do. And I made the decision that I needed to skip my swimming session this morning in order to get more sleep. Because I knew that getting sleep is important to me and getting enough sleep uh, will get me a lot more benefit than that one swimming session. And I know I can, I can catch up a swimming session fairly easily to later today or tomorrow. Can't catch up sleep as easily it, right now i'll be feeling a lot more tired 100 percent. so that brings us very that leads nicely into sleep it does actually so, so we've got a few five minute actions for you around sleep so just quickly i'll take the first one uh, you could literally just take 100%. five minutes to make yourself a cup of tea to enjoy in bed now this is a very simple one um you don't have to read too much into it but very often well, what i like to do personally is i have a very specific type of tea that i drink only at night before i get into bed um, I think from, from Woolworths, you can buy the 40 Winks tea. There's a whole bunch of other teas out there. It doesn't even, have, tea. it doesn't even have to be a tea designed to make you sleep better. It could just be a specific flavor of tea. And what that might do is it creates an association with the body. When I drink this tea, sleep normally comes next. That's the next step in the process. Like this is how the habit routine works. When I drink the tea, the next action is almost always this guy's body tries to go to sleep. So when I'm drinking the tea, in the moment, my body is almost already one step ahead. And I go, okay, tea's here. Let me start unwinding. It becomes like this routine for me. Once again, these things aren't universal. There's so many habits out there that you can practice and some will be right for you and some won't. For sure. You know, for example, I wouldn't do that because I think I'd wake up in the middle of the night wanting to go to the toilet. That's a good example. So, yeah. you know, so for me, that might not work, but it might work for you. It might be and reading a book for a little bit in bed. Like I, I love reading before I go to bed. I literally can't go to sleep without reading. It's just a, it's a, it's a habit that was installed in me from a very young age. But other people, I know, they can't stand to read a book in bed. I'll drop the book on my face. <laughs> like, if reading in bed makes me fall asleep. It's, so it's it a good thing. Job, it does, it the does the job. job. But I'll, I'll basically fall asleep with the light on and, <laughs> and probably a broken nose. <laughs> but, you know, um, another one that you can do is you can do a five-minute brain dump before bed to get all your thoughts and worries out of your head. So basically, all that is is take a piece of paper and for a few minutes, 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is, free write any thoughts that you have in your head. It doesn't matter how silly they sound, whatever. Just get it all out. Mm. And, you know, it sounds silly, but like a lot of people say that this works. 
it means that, you know, when you're lying in bed or when you're sleeping, you're not going to be working through all those thoughts. And you're trying to like remember them and worrying, you're going to forget about them. Worrying about work and what you didn't do. And, you know, you've kind of dumped them out of your brain. Mm. And, you know, I've had some people that say it worked well for them. Some people say it didn't work well for them. Mm. And so you've got to try and test out all these things. And then the last one, Eric, get up five minutes earlier by avoiding the snooze button. As simple as that. Like, I think uh, waking up consistently, waking up immediately in the morning it, while it can be difficult to do, it's, it's been proven to be very effective for uh, helping you wake up better and, and get better sleep in general. When you are constantly hitting snooze, sometimes you wake up, sometimes you wake up five minutes later, sometimes you snooze three times, your body never gets quite sure about when it must actually wake up. Uh, you know, our bodies, they work on this, this, this circadian rhythm uh, sleep cycle, and it's, it's very important to try and wake up consistently and try and go to bed consistently as much as possible. And this is a great example of how just taking five minutes to avoid the snooze button can be a habit that makes your, your life better. Snoozing has been proven to make you feel even more tired. Yeah. So I never snooze. I jump out of bed. That's, that's my habit, 5 a.m. Absolutely. And ah. Oh, no. Ah. <laughs> we definitely gonna need to get a, a, a count. See, I've come up with substitutions. I've been saying sure and 100%. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have to start ruling all those concepts out so guys that was really just you know we wanted to even though the topic was to give you the idea that health is a habit we we did want to give you a few practical examples just to let your imagination go mm. you know sit down think about your life think about small things that you can easily do and that you can incorporate into your mm. lifestyle which are going to help you move forward a yeah. good way to do this is, you know, you can write a mind map. Mm. Let's say your goal is to lose weight. Then, yeah. You know, on that mind map, you could then write like all different actions that you or behaviors or habits that you can think of yeah. that you think you might take to lose weight. Mm. Then what you can do is you can take a highlighter, or whatever it is, and you can narrow it down and, and say to yourself, you know what? I think these three key, let's call them your hero habits. Mm, like, that's the, a great idea. I wonder who came up with that. Uh, uh, Eric came up with that idea. <laughs> Let's call them hero habits. Um, Credited that to Eric to Charles. Um, so anyway, so you could just say these three to five things or this one thing, this is the thing that I'm going to practice for the next week. This yeah. is the thing that I'm going to try and habitualize. And what you want to do is you want to try and get momentum. So here's a great analogy as well. You know, a young comedian wanted to ask Jerry Seinfeld, who I believe is the greatest comedian of all time. I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. Um, Who's Seinfeld? Well, exactly. I mean, okay, there's, no, we aren't we are friends anymore. But you, Seinfeld's a genius. So anyway, he, he wanted to ask Jerry Seinfeld how to be a great comedian. And Jerry's answer was very simple. He said, you know what? You know, he believed in streaks. So what he said he would do is he would have a big calendar, um, you know, pinned up on his wall. And he said, just write a joke every day. Mm. doesn't matter if it's terrible. It doesn't matter if it's good. You just write a joke every day. And then he would put a big red mark or a cross on his calendar at the end of the month he'd look at his calendar and see like how many days did you know and we've got a habit tracker as well so mm. sleek geek, you know and james clear also likes habit tracking. just google the sleek geek habit tracker and you'll pop right up and it was like how many days that month did he write jokes mm. and it was more about doing the action um and that was his solution so what it really is is about building momentum and putting in the reps and what i found with my, my journey is 
you can put in the momentum, you, you can build up that momentum in, in, in a forward direction mm. or in a backward direction. Mm. So th- this has happened to everyone. Like, guys, it's not only you. Even really fit and healthy people, people like myself, you know, who let's say I've been in a going to the gym exercise routine for a whole year. Mm. And then all of a sudden I go through a spell where, you know, I had flu and then I got sick and then this happened and then that happened. And all of a sudden it's six weeks that I haven't been able to train. It gets harder and harder. It's hard to, to get back into it. Those first, the first, it's hard to, it's, it's hard because I've broken that chain and all that I need to do to get back into it is to just start going again. Take the first step no matter then, how small. Exactly. And, you know, after three, four, five, after six sessions, I'm back into the habit of doing that. So don't get discouraged, you know, if you were meditating consistently for a long time and it was helping you in your life, then, you know, things got messy and you stopped meditating, you know, you can always go back to it if it's something that you need in your life right now. Mm. Yeah, health is a habit. It's going to be something you do repeatedly. With that, I hope you guys have a great day. Yeah, thanks, guys. And we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast where we're going to talk about how to bounce back quickly. Mm. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye.